The day has finally arrived. The 2022 NHL entry draft is here. We have a lot of things to break down, a lot of things to discuss for the Arizona Coyotes and the National Hockey League. On today's episode, we're going to discuss strategies that we're going to pay attention to for the Arizona Coyotes and potentially other teams to deploy as we get ready for the first round tonight. All on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Kyle Pavlock right beside me on today's episode of Lockdown County. We've got a great show for you, and we want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. And that does mean we'll never have a paywall for you guys to ever access our content. Well, once again, as I said, today is finally the day. It is draft day. The 2022 NHL Entry Draft in Montreal is tonight. What an exciting time it is, Carl. Yep. Uh, it's something that we've been building up to a lot. We've talked to a lot of really cool people about some of the prospects that we're going to see. Uh, we've explored like the lives and depth of, of some players. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who the Coyotes end up taking. It will be interesting. Once again, as a reminder, the Arizona Coyotes have three picks in the first round tonight. They have pick number three, pick number 27, and pick number 32. Uh, wow. You, I can't believe we all got here. Um, you know, three picks. And I think we mentioned, what, seven picks in the first 45. Um, obviously, yeah. the other four. We won't see it until tomorrow. But, you know, the fact that they have three picks tonight, it's a busy, busy day for us. Uh, I saw someone post the uh, draft drinking game, and it was drink a bottle of wine every time your team's up there. And that's just uh, oh, no. it's too, too much wine for me. I'm not going to be able to do that. Uh, so I will unfortunately not be drinking three bottles of wine uh, on draft day. Maybe if they were like shooter bottles, that could work. But uh, that's not in spirit of anything. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't work that way. Um, but what a time it is for that. I mean, like, I think the a lot of the hype is going to be paying attention for the Coyotes of, of uh, oh, pick number three, right? Yeah. As again, we're talking about strategies, and um, one of the biggest strategies they're going to do is what they do for three, depending on what happens with one and two, right? Yeah. Because, um, I mean, obviously, yeah, that's obvious, right? It's like, oh, yeah. I mean, like, you're totally going to pay attention to what happens to one and two because obviously it's going to make a difference in what you do three. What, I'm, what I mean is like, because we've talked about it before, how, un, how, how contested the top three are. Like, the decision is going to be big. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's something where I think the Coyotes, the, the main plan is that Wright and Slavkovsky are going to be gone one and two. That seems like the consensus one and two picks. Uh, if you want to flip the order, sure. Um, 
and that leaves Logan Cooley, who the fans have decided the team is probably going to draft. And I'm not really seeing any reason why the Coyotes wouldn't, unless they really want to go hard for defensemen. But if New Jersey or Montreal decide to do something weird, uh, and let's be let's be fair here, if New Jersey decides to do something weird, then it's a completely different ball game. And, and I'm sure just like, I remember reading a draft about uh, the NBA draft lottery and like how teams were handling that. It's like, here's a binder uh, depending on who goes first. Here's another binder for who goes second. Here's the third binder for who goes third. So they are going to have plans and plans on top of plans. So many redundancies, but I I am kind of curious to see what they end up doing. It is like mainly the consensus and you've kind of said it that, um, in the majority of majority of mock drafts, analysis, and everything that you said it, Carl, Logan Cooley, at the end of today, will be an Arizona Coyote. Um, and that's something to be exciting for, excited for, right? Um, and but even regardless. No matter what happens, even if cool, even if you know Cooley somehow gets picked up before, or the Coyotes, you know, have Shane Wright fall on their laps. No matter what, if you're a Coyotes fan, you're going to be excited for what happens at three. Yeah, uh, or like in the SB Nation mock draft that I took place in, uh, Slavkovsky fell to third overall, and the Coyotes were able to sweep him up. So, you know, potentially anything could happen. Anything could happen, and it's. I think that's the best thing about this draft, right? Usually, it's pretty basic, right? It's you're like one, two, and three. You know, like what? Like that's let's say the majority of the top. Like you know, almost what order it's going to be in. Um, and this is the case yeah. where, like, and of course with some deviance, like the mock draft last year, right? For locked on. Had um, uh, power, veneers, and um, and William Eklund at three, but it ended up getting what? Who did the Ducks ended up taking? Um, Mason McTavish at three, and then and William Eklund ends up falling to seven. Like, um, so that happens, and that happens in every draft. I'm not saying that's not going to happen this year because that very well could happen. But um, most consensus is that, you know, what we're seeing. Yeah, I I think like the the Jacob Chikrin going into the draft was one of the top ranked North American skaters. Um, He was, I think, considered by most people to be the best defenseman at the draft. Uh, or second best, you know, top three ended up falling a lot to the Coyotes, and there definitely could be something like that that happens. Like teams feel that they are going for a player that fits their system better, not just like the raw analytics. And that is kind of like something you see with the uh, with a lot of the mock drafts. Like, sure, like that that's the best player at three, but is he the best fit for the team at three? Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, I do hope the Coyotes just decide to draft the best player who's available. No matter what, they have so many holes they can 
just get the best. Yeah, no, they the, the Coyotes are the kind of team, and that is what I think really benefits them. Is no matter what, they will benefit from next best player available. At yes, any at, no matter what you know position, no, 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 what number they're picking at. Obviously, it's three for their first pick that they have. Um, next best available. That's all that matters. Yep. And and even for like the latter picks too, for like twenty seven and thirty two, best person available. That's who they should go with. Absolutely. Where we talk, we are talking draft strategies that we want to see from the Coyotes, and we might see from other teams as we get ready for the two thousand twenty two NHL entry draft in Montreal. That once again, that happens tonight. An exciting time. We're gonna get to those other ones in just a moment. But first, turning to Carl for a quick word. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift for your taste buds. You've probably already had the coconut brownie chunk built bar, but guess what? They are now available in puff form. That's right. They're getting the puff treatment. Uh, the coconut brownie chunk built bar is a flavor you've loved and you're absolutely going to love it when it's a big fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness wrapped in 100% real chocolate. The Coconut Brownie Puff is only here for a limited time, so I want you to make sure you go to built.com to make sure you're not missing out. They're going to go fast because they're really amazing. And the best part, as always, you can enjoy them guilt-free because they're actually good for you. They're the perfect treat, perfect for what you're craving. It's getting a little bit hot out there. Get some nice, refreshing coconut. What I want you to do, Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks again, everyone, for making Lockdown Coyotes your first listen every day. The NHL draft is tonight, and our team of local hosts and draft experts are breaking it down with insights and analysis for every first-round pick. You can subscribe to Locked On Coyotes and Locked On NHL on YouTube for all latest breakdowns on the NHL draft and more. Well, let's continue today's episode as we get ready for tonight's draft as we talk draft strategies that we're going to, we might want to pay attention to. Um, and Carl, one of the things that I want to really see, whether it's the Coyotes or the other teams, is trading up or trading down. Um, we might see that depending on certain teams, if they fall to certain spot, I mean, certain players, if they fall to certain locations, because we know that's bound to happen in this draft more, even more so there's been a lot of variations and a lot of mock drafts. So there's going to be some falters. Yeah, definitely. And I'm trying to remember if Bill Armstrong did a lot of trading down in the last draft. I know Chaka definitely did that a lot in his tenure, you know, if he had the 36 overall pick and he could get the 45th and the 78th, he'll take it. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Bill Armstrong really does, what his team do, does. Uh, I think he has a great scouting department that's going to tell him, like, hey, you really want this guy. There's a chance he could go in the next three picks, so maybe we should look into trading up. He's got so much capital, he can make those moves. That's what I think is awesome about Bill Armstrong this year. Uh, I, I looked at the tweet. There was a tweet available earlier this week um, that was posted, and it was absolutely amazing to see. It was who, which teams have the best um, 
draft value. And obviously the Canadians are number one and the Coyotes are right there at number two with the most draft value with um, a total number of 10 picks in this year's draft. Um, Obviously, as we mentioned, seven of them are in the first 45 picks, which is absolutely amazing. Um, And yeah, we're going to be very busy and then just slowing down for the rest. Oh, yeah. Which is awesome, though, to see that kind of draft value and that kind of draft capital. Because like you said, yeah, now they can use that to their advantage if, let's say, a, you know, Matthew Savoy or Connor Geeky or, um, you know, any other player who might have been projected a top 10 falls to 17, 18, 19, 20. Yeah. I mean, Bill Armstrong's job is to make this team better in the next, you know, four to five years. Uh, I would probably say at this point, three to four is, is more accurate, but let's stick with four to five. However, he needs, like, whatever he needs to do to do that, that could happen at this draft. Uh, it could be, you know, acquiring players. I imagine he's going to be, you know, I would be shocked if the Coyotes that don't end up getting a pick to take a player away from a team just because there's lots of holes in the lineup and the Coyotes love that move and they will absolutely do it. Um, but yeah, it, I, I am very curious. I, I don't think anyone they draft is going to be playing with the team to like next season, no. but I didn't think that about JJ Mosier either. So, you know, who knows who ends up getting picked, you know, especially like in the second round where you can be like, Oh, a little bit more adventurous with your overagers. Maybe that's what. Maybe that's another thing that Bill Armstrong does: pays attention to number one, over the agers, and number two, European players. Yeah, because the European players, as we talked about with uh, with Tony Ferrari a few weeks ago, do not have the restrictions of you have to go. They have to be sent back to that team. They can come. They can come over to the to North America, and then if they're not ready to play for the coyotes or for whatever nhl team they get drafted by they're like all right we're gonna send you the to the ahl if you, yeah. if you feel like you're ahl worthy we'll send you right there otherwise yeah you can get sent back to your mind to, to your junior team back in europe but which is which has happened there's been many cases where that's actually happened but like if they're if you're a team like the like the coyotes and you want to have a close a close pay attention you know like you know a close eye a close ear to these developing players why not Go to like what you said, the overagers and the Europeans, and and then send them to Tucson right away. Yeah, uh, I mean it also kind of restocks the Tucson Roadrunners, who seem like they're getting pretty depleted by the end with all the calls for <laughs> yeah. Coyotes. Um, yeah, but you know if the Coyotes are looking to be competitive in you know three to four years, and you can get a player who's like twenty two or or you know, 21, um, and they're going to be ready in that timeline, why not go for that? Especially since, you know, the older they are, the more data you have on them. Like, you've watched them play longer. They, you know, they lost that season of COVID, sure, depending on where they were playing, but, you know, they have another one under their belt. Like, the the pandemic really just kind of, did a number to the drafting and the prospect, you know, evaluations and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. The interesting about the overagers is that, you know, you have more, you have more data. The, 
uh, um, there's an upside and the downside to that, and they're both kind of roughly in that same in the, in that same bit. The upside is you have a lot, you know, a lot more information, right? Um, and the downside is with that more information, you know that their ceiling is lower, but you also know that they're on the again flipping it back to the other side again. You know that their floor. You know exactly what their floor is going to be. You know exactly what their potential is going to be. It's like, all right, this player is going to be roughly around a third-line winger, or this person is yeah. going to be a third-pair defenseman. And that's fine because we know they're guaranteed to play in the National Hockey League. Yeah, I I, I do often wonder, like, every draft ex- except for this one, it seems like, there someone will make the argument – for raising the minimum draft age. Uh, maybe it's not so much now, but it's something I remember seeing a lot. Like, should it be 19? Because, you know, honestly, outside of like a few exceptions, you really don't know like what an 18-year-old kid can do. And there's a reason that a lot of draft picks are misses. Um, and why, like, I think like even a year later, like you can tell a lot more about what that player is. And, you know, we don't normally see redrafts until like five years later, but still like, that's one of the fun things about redrafts, like being like, Hey, we've had some time. We we're now reevaluating these players and what they actually did. Um, and, and I don't know. We we've seen Bill Armstrong is, is fine drafting over agers. He's fine drafting European players. I, I imagine that's going to continue with this draft. Absolutely. Um, with all the draft capital too, I will say that and using that to his advantage, I've used the word uh, I, tw- I tweeted about this earlier this week with, with the graphic that I mentioned, uh, Carl, uh, Bill the Builder. It's a good one. Uh, uh, Andre Torini referred to him as Santa Claus uh, in an <laughs> article. Which that one I love too. Santa yeah. Claus. I-, I misread it at first and thought that, you know, Bear with Santa, but but no, Bill Armstrong is, and it's a it's a good description. Yeah, I mean, Bill Armstrong set it up for for a bear, right? It's like, oh well, we got he got so many opportunities here to build this team. Like, bear, like Bear is gonna get like he's gonna get the team he wants. <laughs> he he is definitely gonna have a lot of players like the. This upcoming year's like rookie development camp, I'm sure, is going to be a lot of fun for him. Absolutely, uh, prospect development camp. I think is uh, in about a week or two. I think for the Arizona Coyotes at at uh, Ice Den Scottsdale. So, um, yeah, I think it is. We just had the, the preseason, for- and now it's uh, it's going too fast. It's going way I know, too fast. Right? I know, right? But prospect development camp will be coming around then. We'll probably do something, maybe. I might be uh, in town for some for some of the practices to kind of get myself there, pay attention to. Yeah, uh, I, I've been to previous prospect development camps. They're, they're a good time. Uh, if it's available to the public, which, like you said, it sounds like it's going to be, which makes sense, usually is. Uh, it's a great place to watch the future. Absolutely. Well, we still got a, a, uh, a little bit more to get to on this episode of Lockdown Caddies. Once again, we're doing uh, draft strategies and other things like that on today's episode and get before we get to any more though i want to let you guys know but today's episode is brought to you by rock auto with the ever increasing number makes some models it's not possible for your local chain auto parts store to 
Dog, all the parts you need. Why is your offer important in the intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Well, the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. You can save up to 50% or even more from the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. And Rock Auto is a family business, family business serving do it yourself for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer and have everything you could possibly need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go ahead and check it out yourself and yeah, see all the parts available for your car or truck. And be sure to write LOCKED ON in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com and let's finish things off for today's episode as we get ready for draft strategies. Because um, this is an interesting draft call, and I think it's we, – we talked about this, right, in their, their seven picks for the Coyotes, the seven picks in the first, in, in the first 45. Um, how they're going to tackle, you know, 27, 32 – 34, 36. <laughs> uh, like, I, I, are they going to have everything like lined up at that point? Because, like, <laughs> based off well, their I, I, I do think, like, a lot of the people we were talking to said that, like, 20 to 30, like, even maybe 40, like, those players are interchangeable. Uh, honestly, what I would like um, Bill Armstrong to do, and what I did in the SB Nation mock draft, uh, was to be a little bit more daring with some of those later picks. Um, I had the Coyotes select Lane Hudson at 27th overall. Um, here's the thing about Lane Hudson: he's five foot eight. Uh, I think we talked off mic about him being five foot eight and a quarter in the official draft registry. Uh, 148 pounds and a defenseman, but he has the highest point total for defensemen like in his league in the really good, you know, U S national development program. Like that's a risky player, but if you got seven picks, like I, I just then, hope he doesn't play. Then, it something might, then something could stick. That's yeah. the cool thing. Um, and that's why I'm glad you brought that up because like so many teams are extremely hesitant to draft undersized players let alone almost a severely undersized player in Lane Hudson. Like you mentioned it, 5'8", what was it, 140? 148. Yeah, like that is a a small player. A small player. Uh, But I think there's some benefit to that. Like you said, he was, you know, you know, he, you know, he scored the, you know, one of the, you know, some of the highest point total among defensemen. Um, And, that's you know that's one thing and two if he gets drafted he will get put through a very intense workout program to get him to bulk up to get him to get yeah. bigger and i mean we are starting to see like size come down a little bit for defensemen like it definitely took like happened much quicker for forwards but Kel McCarr, five foot eleven uh listed at 187 like he was drafted i think 510. So he's not too much shorter than, you know, one of the best defensemen in the world right now. And if you have a lot of picks, make that make that chance for a couple of them. 
Like if the Coyotes just had like a pick in the first round, maybe two in the second, I'd be like, yeah, be be conservative about it. You know, go with players who you think are going to make it. For you know, for seven, I'm like, be smart but take chances. Yeah, I mean, what was the like? I think it was when we had uh, Will Scouch on, right? Where it's like, if you know, two or three, at least two or three of those picks in the first seven that you make for the Coyotes actually, you know, develop in the way you want them to develop, that's a win. It's an automatic win. Coyotes did a phenomenal job in that draft. I mean, it is like going back to what I said about like, drafting 19 year olds and like how big of a difference it can make just with one year. Yeah. That's, that's the case with the NHL draft. Like you need, like you need like just a couple of hits in order to find success. The problem was the Coyotes weren't even getting those like two or three like players being like real big hits. Like they're, they're only now really getting that. The other problem is the Coyotes draft picks in the last two, three years the number of picks that they've had have been very, very slim. Yeah. The last two drafts, they've had the forfeit picks. Um, and I think what two, the 2020 draft, they didn't get their first pick until like the fourth round. And that pick also ended up getting, uh, get, uh, uh, getting, they surrendered um, the rights to, I believe. Yeah. They the... surrendered the right. We've, yeah. They surrendered the, whatever term we want to use for that. Um, they relinquished their rights. To relinquish that and that's uh, um and and yeah in this one they didn't in the most recent one they did not have a pick in the first round um and then just somehow traded in um so there was another thing there so like yeah so like and even though yeah the previous show they didn't have a first round either because that was what they got rid of to get taylor hall um, yeah I mean, it, the Coyotes are in a much different position now than they are, you know, years ago because that's what Bill Armstrong has been doing. He's been stripping the team down, selling it for parts, and you know, sure, a lot of that happened last year, but it was for this year's picks. And yeah. and I'm kind of interested to see, like, you know, something we've talked about. How big does he go in for the 2023 um, draft? Because it's still one where the Coyotes are going to be like probably pretty high up in the drafting. Obviously, like like the big ticket is Connor Bedard, and if they can get the best chances to draft Connor Bedard next year, that's you know that all of a sudden makes things different. Like Connor, like you've you've heard multiple people come on this show to say Connor Bedard is the kind of player that will turn around a team in almost instantaneously. And if you have Connor Bedard coming in in two, you know two thousand twenty three, right? Some players might be developed by then. Coyotes will be on the upswing. 2024 2000, or 2025, um, you know, when they get ready to hopefully move into the new arena in Tempe. Yeah. I mean, I imagine, you know, Dylan Gunther is going to be ready 2023, you think. Um, there's, there's people who are talking about him not having much to do, like, in Edmonton next season. Uh, but still, I don't. I don't think the Coyotes rush them. Whoever they draft next year or the, at this upcoming draft, uh, I can see them being potentially ready soon. Um, who knows what? Let's say Logan Cooley, if he wants to stay 
in Boston with college. Some players like to have that second year. Minnesota. No reason. Or Minnesota. God, I keep. Why do I keep thinking he's going to Boston? Uh, <laughs> Minnesota. Uh, if the Coyotes draft him, I will remember what college he goes to. Uh, or, or I'll just get a Boston University jersey with Cooley on the back. <laughs> and people are like, uh. I, <laughs> Let's be fair. No one's going to know. Uh, except for some college hockey people who will get very angry at me. I mean, there are some college hockey fans here in Arizona because there is an NCAA program. There is, yes. Um, and they will get very angry at me for wearing my Jersey Fowl Cooley jersey. Yeah, pretty much. Just, but, just be Cooley but, about it. But make up for it by wearing a Josh Doan ASU jersey. And you're good. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll frank uh, it. Not, not me. You could never catch me in an ASU jersey. Uh, maybe one day. If, if we can get enough subscribers, maybe. Yeah, you talked about They'll, this. We have off the uh, air. Off the air. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But but yeah, I I think there you know there's going to be a lot that's happening in the next couple of days. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Bill Armstrong reacts to it. I imagine he's going to be working a lot of phone calls. He's going to be talking to a lot of people. Um, but I have faith, knock on wood, that he uh, he makes the right calls. Oh yeah, no, we all have faith that that Bill Armstrong makes the right calls because he's so far and you know, last year's draft did a great job. Yeah. Um, if he can knock it out of the park again and can just consistently do it, that's what makes a, a good general manager. Uh, you know, Armstrong has so far, you know, proven that he can completely set up the rebuild. Uh, it's execution is all that matters. now. it's who he drafts, who he acquires, how you're gonna in, in and also up to bear how it's gonna be used. Yep. All we can do is draft him and then develop him. Yep that that is the absolute hope. Uh, but man, it is gonna be a wild next forty eight hours less thirty six hours for the Somewhere. Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, wild next thirty six hours. Let's we give it that for the Arizona Coyotes. We'll be uh, very busy. Yeah, um, we will probably have an episode coming out at the conclusion of the entire draft. You know, once the once all the picks have been made, so we can kind of break things down as best we can, because that will make things for a really fun episode. Once we know all ten picks, maybe more, maybe less, who knows? From the Arizona Coyotes, definitely, definitely. Any final thoughts you want to give out before we close things off? Ah, uh, um, just uh, good luck out there to to all the prospects who are looking to hear their names today. Um, ultimately, this day is about you, so I, I don't want to take it away. Um, yeah, just always remember to like focus on the players in these kind of instances. Absolutely, because it is a it, it is a absolutely stressful time for some of these players. So good luck to some of you guys and just have fun. Have fun tonight and tomorrow. You guys will absolutely enjoy your day. Anyways, yep. that's it for today's episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Hope you like what you heard. Don't forget to leave a review. To like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. 
We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, Facebook.com slash LockedOnCoyotes, on Instagram at LockedOnCoyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlov is Carl Pavlov F and H. Interact with us, ask the question you might have, we might answer right back, or on a future episode of the Locked On Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there, hope you guys are staying healthy, and don't forget to howl on. Ah!